everyone, I'm Nick. I'm with Laura. Will you accept this podcast? It's amazing. So much insightful bachelor knowledge. You should all listen to it. I'm a fan. You should be too. Welcome to Will You Accept This Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Leslie. And it was Fantasy Suite Week. Cue music. Flown by. I know, it's flown by, and we had, it was such a weird episode. The whole season has been weird. But I think the the fact they broke it into two segments this time, and there was this whole thing with Andy, just made it worse. Um... I really didn't understand why this was split up. I mean, I know they had a show that they wanted to show, but this show is almost over. Can't they just wait? I don't understand what's like, going on. Like, why now? Yeah. Now. So it seemed weird to me. I also couldn't find anything anywhere that explained why they were in Brooklyn. Why? Uh, because Andy is there. So they made everybody fly there just so that they could have this lame segment with Andy? My guess is maybe at the end they were at Montreal with what's her, with Vanessa. Maybe mm. they just thought it would be easy just to fly in and we could get Andy because she lives in New York now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's my best guess. Because I actually specifically read Nick's blog and Chris Harrison's blog to see if anybody explained this, and no one did, and it made me mad. I mean, I guess that's why. I know there was some, that- like, half-ass thing, like, oh, I just love New York. It's my favorite city. That's why we're there. And I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not buying it. Not yeah. buying it. Because they guess- were there for two seconds. So I think yeah. it has to have been because that's where Andy was, and she agreed to film. Well, and it probably made sense for them to all fly out central. I don't know. Did they fly centrally when they're going overseas like this to go on? Probably. Yeah. I would that they all kind of go on the same flight and they send all the ladies and coach and then uh, Nick and Chris get to fly in first class is what I've heard. <laughs> of course, of course. Well, we saw the montage or the footage rather of Nick flying over. Very dramatic. Oh yeah, did they have like him going to the airport acting like he was buying a ticket? Yeah, I'm like, that's fake. No I'm one like, does that anymore. No, they have the ticket. Nobody does that. Yeah, so not buying it. So anyway, that was funny. But um, I guess we should back up and talk about this um, section with Andy Dorfman. Sure. Which was kind of a non a non discussion, I guess. But like they try to make it into this thing and make it this awkward friction point between the two of them, and it just seemed super forced again. Well, I think they're making it sound like in the previews, like they were gonna discuss the whole. Um, him airing out dirty laundry on air, like like whatever the grievances were. Because I think between her book and Bachelor and Paradise, they're trying to make it sound like they still hate each other. And I feel, um, well, I think I read that they have actually sat down and, what? Well, no, I think it was in her book that mm-hmm. they actually discussed all of this. Yeah. I, I, I should have finished her book, but I still have not. So. Did Can't you buy it? I did buy it, and I felt bad about myself a little bit for it. because If you have bought it, you have to read it. I know. I need to. I need to find where I put my Kindle. I think it's at at mom and dad's because everything is in boxes and we're kind of in between two places. But it was like a year ago when this happened. That's not an excuse. <laughs> you you've had the book for a long time. Uh, I know. Brittany Robertson's book, but my only excuse for that is that it was for free and I was subscribed to um, Scribd, which is like a book. Yeah. 
audiobook and, a, and an ebook service, and it was for free on there. But I got to tell you, like, that is actually a book worth paying for. It was a good Bachelor book because she gave a lot of gossip. I'm sure I need to read that one. That one I think is, I think the, the problem with this one is that there's not much in it. So it's been hard for me to get motivated to read it because it's just kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound that great. I would recommend going back and watching because I don't think you've seen it, Ben Season. No, I have not. Go back and watch Ben's season and then read it because it's really funny. And I think it does give you not just a behind the scenes of his season, but behind the scenes of kind of kind of how this show works. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was really kind of the Corinne or the Olivia of the season. Right. But um, I wouldn't say she's likable because she's still kind of a turd, but I think the book, like, you you just get to see kind of a better side of her. Mm-hmm. In the book? Like, she's, I feel like she's honest about herself. She doesn't try to write a book acting like she's, like, an angel. Right. It's an interesting book. Okay. I'll have to you check should, it out. You should watch the season, and then you should read it. Okay. Actually, you should go back, and you should watch the season that Ben came from, and then you should watch that season. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was no, but it was one of the best because Ashley, the one, the season that he came from, uh-huh. she had the craziest guys. Yeah, yeah. She had this guy who was on there for several episodes wearing a mask, like he was the <gasps> fan. Yes, yes, that guy. Yes, I can't even tell you so many j- running jokes from The Bachelor came from her season. They really gave her the cream of the crop. Yeah. Reality TV cream of the crop. <laughs> well, what happened since? Why did they get boring ever since then? Um, I feel like a part of it is that I, I blame Instagram for a lot of this. Because yeah. I think that Instagram has lured in, like, a lot of the same kind of people who want to just, like, shill stuff on Instagram and have hot bodies. Mm-hmm. Where it used to have more of a mix. And that's why I'm kind of hopeful about Rachel's season, that maybe it'll kind of stir things up a bit. Right. Because it's getting a little... I mean, obviously, I love the show because we're here doing a podcast about it, but it's getting a little stale. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Well, you can watch it. It's, I don't know. Have you ever seen Burning Love? No. So it's, it's a parody show that I think came on Yahoo, like Yahoo put out a show, but Laura, it's so funny because it's really accurate. They did a season where it was basically all based off of Ashley's season. Okay. You just need to go back and you need to you need to watch all of this. So if you have any spare time, <laughs> you do. Oh, so you much, watch. so much. Um, I think your baby would like to watch this with you. <laughs> <laughs> My baby would like to watch anything that's on TV. So I, you know, this qualifies. Topher's like no screen time, no screen time. But you need to like make an exception for this because I think your baby will learn and grow from it <laughs> on how not to be a man. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, no, it's good times. Um, but I think this whole thing with Andy. I mean, there's like nothing much that comes out of it aside from him um, saying that he's not going to propose to whoever's left standing just because they're there. <laughs> really like him acting like he's not going to sleep with these ladies. And I'm like, I know you're a slut, Nick. Stop. <laughs> like, I know. I seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, don't even try to play this off like this is a possibility. He's been, yeah. like, calculating, waiting for the moment. Oh, yes. He's been trying to keep it in his pants, which I appreciate because I'm sure it's must, it must have been very hard for him. Yes. But so hard for him. But now he's it, made it there. 
Yeah. And I was like, no way, I'm going to continue this this shenanigans. Like, I, I've got a full speed ahead. I just love how they're acting like it's the first time they've interacted. They're like, well, I guess we're going to need a whiskey for this one, you know? <laughs> I know. Which I was like, yes, for the Fantasy League thing. Which, did you do your, your question? No. Of course you did not. <laughs> I'm really good at Fantasy League if we do it all up front. I'm really bad at remembering, because first of all, it's Monday. I'm barely a human being on Monday because I'm back at work. I just, I don't, I don't like this format. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of work. If I do it all up front, then on Mondays, I'm just like, yes, let's see what happened with my team, you know? But this time I have to go and I have to think and I have to remember to do it. And I'm just never going to – I have forgotten at least half of the weeks. <laughs> I'm not going to win. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. Well um, – But, yeah, the whole scene was kind of corny and really it was kind of a non-issue. Nothing happened. A lot of build-up. Then we went into the um, the rose ceremony – and uh, something happened that I did not appreciate. Which part? Our sweet luxury corn was sent home. Oh, yes. <laughs> I didn't know if it was something else that you were going to say. But, yes, I felt um, like. It was. I mean, I mean, I was happy to have a, a rose ceremony. I've missed yeah. it. It's about time. I, I mean, there's always suspense in the sense that, you know, he's going to dump somebody. Who is it going to be? But I want the rose ceremony. Yeah, I like that. I feel like it's it's it, it's a good what's the word? Like it, it just kind of built the, the episode builds throughout and then it kind of ends. Um, as people on The Bachelor and other reality shows, my reality, I can't really talk right now. <laughs> reality shows closure. It gives them closure. You know, it's like closure for them and it's closure for us in the sense that it comes at the end of the episode. Yeah. I like it. I like the format. It's there for a reason, and they need to put it back. It, it just it flows nicely, and it also kind of makes it so that they um, have to kind of keep to um, a, a decent pace through the course of an episode. They can't just choose to meander, which is what they're doing. They can't just choose to meander and split it amongst multiple weeks just because they feel like it or because they've gotten into a routine of it and decided it's more fun to do that. And it just it doesn't keep us guessing. It's just annoying. Yeah, because it's like not only do the women not know what's going on, but we don't know what's going on. I don't you know? like it. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. I'm tired of it. Uh, I, I just hope next season it doesn't continue. Yeah, we'll see. Well, mm. so, I mean, yeah, I kind of, the whole, the whole, the sending home of Corinne was, was kind of sad, I felt like. I, I mean, I kind of knew it was going to happen. I knew happen. it had to happen. I knew it was going to happen for two reasons. Um, one being that I really thought Vanessa and Raven would stay mm -hmm. and then Rachel, we know is not going to win. And I assume she's not going to be top two because that would be like the most anticlimactic like finale ever. But, um, well, we also knew that she was going to be top three because they showed her in Finland yeah. in that, in that preview earlier in the season. So that's also kind of a spoiler. I, well, they need to get it together. They do need to get together because I know that um, the contestants sign these contracts and they're supposed to, like, they, they really scrutinize the type of media interviews they do and the things they can and can't say. And it's supposed to be very, like, again, very, um, you know, um, they're supposed to be very guarded about that. And, um, I mean... Yeah, I, they have to be guarded about I, it. But can apparently do like well, whatever they want. No, I was gonna say because Nick's people blog answers what you just said. It it tells okay. you it tells you who goes home basically. Before? Yes. 
Why? He, he basically Please. refers to, um, and I, I, I'm, I don't want to reveal what he says. People can go look it up if they want to see it or not. But he basically mentions like, yeah, he mentions like, you know, who he says goodbye to basically, whose, whose story comes to a close. So he kind of gives it away. I just really don't, I, I mean, I know that they're saying that they want to do this because they want to give Rachel adequate time to like get the right bachelors, but I think it's a cop out and I think it's stupid and I just want to punch everybody. I agree. Well, I'm really happy she's the bachelorette, but I just don't like how they're doing all of this. I don't either. And like the wording in his people blog, he says, um, you know, that it was, um, watch as you see, it says the, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying who it is specifically, but he says whoever it is that he sends home next week. He says, watch next week as we share our last date together in Finland, and I make one of the toughest decisions to say goodbye. It's like, really? You're just going to say that there? Just drop that into your blog? Like, no. I, mean, I guess that would be happening anyway. Yeah, it's just weird. It was just weird to read. I was like, well, that's lame. Okay. Um, but I have to assume that they wouldn't spoil the final two. Yeah. But then... Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Well, so, but I, but I thought the whole thing with Corinne going home was kind of, it was, I felt bad because I, I actually, I, I, enjoy, I kind of enjoyed I having know. her. She grows on you, right? When she stops taking her top off and everything on group yeah. dates. <laughs> so I kind of, and I, and I felt like watching her exit just made me a little sad. Like the way she was saying, you know, um, all the stuff that she was saying about her relationships and like the value of like. Like, like men and the, and the dynamic, it was just, it was yeah. sad. Feeling that she's used to doing kind of what she's been doing on the show, like throwing herself at men. Yeah. So, so I, you know, she may be a nutbag, but I do agree that, like, she should just sit back and let the guys come for her. You yeah. Know? And I don't, I don't think that's like a thing like, oh, women can't chase guys or no. women can't put things forward, but I feel like it's not working for her. And she's probably going after the wrong guys. Yeah. And I wouldn't say she should sit back and, like, just kind of let the guys approach her. But I don't want her to end up with somebody like Chad. I know. Can we go ahead and talk about this? Like, I mean, she's – while we're talking about her leaving, let's just talk about – I heard that um, she's trying to act like she doesn't want to go on Paradise. Right. That's what she said on Kimmel. And she wants to have a reality show about her family. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Lace also acted like she wasn't going to go on Paradise, so I feel like she will end up there. I think so. I mean, do you see Kimmel? No, I didn't see it. He basically is like, so we're going to see you on Bachelor in Paradise, and she's like, well, you know, no one's approached me yet, and, you know, um, you know, she has mixed feelings, whether she would consider it or not. And he's like, whatever, we'll see you on Paradise, you know? Like, we know what's up. We know right? What's up. I mean, I guess there is always the chance that she would hold out for some other kind of show. And she wouldn't make a good reality show, I guess. But she just seems to accept it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she, I mean, she could almost go on a show like that and then do something else if that's what she wants. Yeah, here's a, like, freaking pro tip to The Bachelor producers. Why don't you give her a show instead of Ben and Lauren? Because yes. nobody wants to see Ben and Lauren because it's like watching paint dry. Yes. I don't get it. I think that would be a much better use of their resources. Um, yeah. So I mean, 
I would much rather watch her, her family, her shopping for sweatpants, like anything, anything over Ben and Lauren. I mean, we love The Bachelor so much that we will watch four hours a week of Bachelor in Paradise every week and then talk about it on a podcast. And people, people clearly love it too because when I look at kind of the stats of the people who listen to our podcast, I mean, The Bachelor in Paradise like episodes get the most traction. Yeah. But, like, who cares about Ben and Lauren? Like, I'm happy if they're happy, but I don't need to see them. I mean, the appeal of a show is never really Ben and Lauren. No. Oh, I liked Ben as Bachelor. I just, I mean, they were, they're not scintillating people. No. You need someone like a Corinne that's a little bit more flavorful. A little Um, more luxury corn. Yes. I, I did like that on Kimmel... She said that she might punch a guy in the face if they try to give her red roses in the future. Don't do that, Corinne. I thought that was. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. She's like, Arr. yeah, pink roses. I guess like shift over to a different color. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a, yeah anticlimactic given how big Corinne has been in this season, and I credit it for the fact that my husband has actually watched most of the season with me. Uh huh. And not run away most of the time like he does when Bachelor is on. I think people love Corinne. Like, non-Bachelor fans love Corinne. Well, I mean, I was I was uh, walking back from the train. And, um, and uh, whatchamacallit, um, our mom texted me. <laughs> and was like, oh, so he ditched cheese pasta? Like, I just got a random text from her. I came in the other day. And mom and dad were here and they were watching the baby and I came down and mom was playing our podcast for our baby. And I was like, mom, I'm going to turn off the podcast. <laughs> Did she listen to our podcast? I don't know. I would prefer it if she just didn't know we had a podcast. But she, uh, she was like, she's a hot mess. And then she was like, out buying dumb, buying clothes for him was dumb. So anyway, I just thought it was really funny that she, she, is she straight up watching The Bachelor? I don't know. Because all she does is trash talk these shows that I watch. Like, she gives me so much crap for watching The Housewives and Bachelor. <laughs> like, you don't even know. Tough stuff. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, it was just funny. Yeah. So, but I was... Cheese pasta, and it was a bad choice. I actually was kind of hoping they would end up together because I feel like they deserve each other. That sounds bad. I actually think Corinne deserves better. <laughs> I mean, I feel. I just feel like... And I mean, I, I, they're not, but I was going to say, in some ways, they're too similar, right? Like, um, they are in the sense that I get the sense that they want fame and attention. Yeah. But um, Corinne deserves somebody who could buy her $3,000 sweatpants as she buys them $3,000 sweatpants. I feel like Nick would make it weird, you know? Yeah, I think so. Like, I think he would want those sweatpants, but then he would make her feel weird about the sweatpants. Because there was that whole conversation last time with her dad about, like, would you basically be okay if my daughter was your sugar mama? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that he would be, because I think that he's too bro But I don't know what he wants or what he expects, because, I mean... I know he's be an actor, and we can just, I guess, mention now that he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. But I don't think... 
I mean, nothing he's going to do is going to be immediately successful. I mean, if, if someone oh. is legitimately, like, if you have, like, a Rachel, which we know, spoiler, doesn't end up with him, right? Um, like, she's she's successful, and, like, he's still figuring... I don't think he can handle that. I don't think he can. And I know Corinne doesn't give the aura of a successful career lady, and, who I you know, I have a hard time. She keeps saying, I'm a multimillionaire and, like, a super successful businesswoman, but... It's hard to see her as somebody who takes the business side that seriously. Yeah. Um, because I think she's been more focused on, like, being in rap videos and, like, getting jobs on Model Mayhem and, you know, just not being a multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Small detail. Yeah, details. But, but I still get the sense that he would be threatened by... Her. But, you know, I don't know. That makes me think, like, if he is like that, maybe he'll pick Raven. I don't know. I like Raven. I guess. Um, I know she has a shop and all, but I doubt that shop in Hoxie is that successful. I know, right? To be threatening. Well. Go right along to Raven. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he does a little monologue of sorts where he's talking about sort of the 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 one liner for each of their relationships and kind of where they stand. Talks right, about, he says like the hometown with Vanessa showed that they have more to figure out slash resolve in their relationship because of the friction with like her her family. Um, he's saying that Rachel hasn't expressed any verbal words of affirmation, so he's kind of a, like where do things stand? Um, and then says the same thing kind of about Raven, saying that they have a strong relationship from the start, but he doesn't know. Um, where they stand, because he makes it sound like he hasn't expressed that she said she was in love with him wasn't enough. Why does no one remember this? She doesn't I remember. I know. I remember. I'm not going to forget. It's actually really annoying me that they keep acting like, oh, she never said she was in love with him. I'm like, she did it like three episodes into the show. Yeah. I'm not a dumbass. I know, I know. what it happened. I know. It's annoying. It's actually really mad i feel like my blood pressure is rising yeah it makes every time they say it i'm like am i the only one and then i was looking at like what people were tweeting and no one else was calling them out on it i'm like i've seen it laura i've seen it with my eyes i know <laughs> so yes so and and he's like saying that i'm like no everybody can't have forgotten this i hate everyone but, and so anyway, so Raven is basically, like, worried that she loves him more than he loves her. Then we find out that she's never told anyone that she loves them. Okay. And okay. another one of those. Getting really turned up right now, just thinking about this whole date. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so weird. I mean, that's basically the rest of the show is just his date with Raven. Yeah. So he buys his ticket uh, at the airport. Which is totally what happened. And then he gets on the flight and he goes to Finland and he meets Raven there. And um, she's sitting there just talking about how she never had an orgasm with her ex boyfriend and how she's just never had an orgasm at all. And she's only slept with one person. And I'm like, Raven, your, your dad, who just learned that he doesn't have cancer, is going to be watching the show. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. <laughs> Very awkward. Yeah, I. I I hated it. <laughs> and then we learned that, like, that her ex only said he loved her when he was drunk. Yeah. Which was really sad. It is sad. But, oh, oh, here's some hot gossip. So, you know how she makes this big deal about, like, how she walked in on him cheating? Uh-huh. Um, apparently, he had a girlfriend when they got together. Oh. 
Really? Yeah. So I don't feel bad for her. So, she, so was this a different lady then? Um, yeah, I think it was a different person. That, so he had a girlfriend when he met her. Uh, started dating while he had a girlfriend. I guess he dumped the girlfriend to be with her. And then he cheated on her with a nurse or whoever this was that they were talking about on the show. It's like, can you really feel bad for somebody if they had a girlfriend when they got with the guy? No. Because it's like, you did what you're getting, you're beating a lady with a stiletto. Yeah. Can't trust someone when that's the scenario. Okay. Interesting. So, Little Miss Innocent, with her cutoff shorts, rolling around in the mud, talking about how she's only slept with one guy. I'm like, okay. Okay. I got your number, so. (laughs) I don't feel that bad for her. And it just made me so uncomfortable. And first of all, I'm like, okay, so she said that that, I, let's just dive into this because this is part of the show. So we have to talk about it, even though I feel really uncomfortable. Her sitting there talking about how she's never had an orgasm with this guy. Uh-huh. But then she also said that it made it sound like she just never had one in general. And I'm like, so whose fault is it here? You know what I mean? Like somebody started a GoFundMe to send her a vibrator. Yes. <laughs> when you sent me that, that was funny. And they reached the goal, like the $60 goal. Um, <laughs> but GoFundMe took it down because I guess they thought that was inappropriate. <laughs> um, I, what are we up to? Is this is this only the second GoFundMe of the season? I'm like, this is like the GoFundMe yeah. season. It was it for Corinne somehow? It was, it was for freeing Corinne's nanny. Freeing, yes. Freeing Raquel. Um... Do you watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Yes, I do. Not this season, but I have. You need to catch up. But, like, as Mama Ru says, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? (laughs) And I think that Raven needs to take that advice. Oh, Raven. And also the fact that she keeps bringing all this stuff up makes me think that she is still obsessed with her ex-boyfriend. They just had a lot of conversations about her ex-boyfriend at this point. A lot. And, and I, I guess that's kind of the only guy she's ever been with or yeah. dated or whatever. But like, a lot just, of detail. She's still hung up on him. Yeah. Not a good look. So basically they talk a lot about that. And then the only other point of conversation is them talking about like um, sort of, you know, like their their needs in a relationship and they get into like, they, they start focusing on this whole cooking and ironing and folding clothes discussion, which was... It's not cute. No, it was very odd. I mean, I guess it's probably the most practical discussion that he's had. It felt so... Like, the two... Like, it's like from one to the other just felt like such a shift. It was weird. It was really weird. I just have to think, like, if I were Nick, I would be weirded out by a lot of the things that Raven is saying. And part of it's that, I mean, she's 25, right? I think, yeah. I think that's what she is. Yeah. She acts younger than 25. She has moments where she acts older, and then it switches. Like, she has a... Uh, sure, like, maybe 5% of the time. Yeah. But when it comes to talking about relationships and just, like, general life experience, I mean, she seems very young to me. Yeah, no, she does. Like, when she starts when she starts to get on a roll talking about some of that stuff, like, yeah, she definitely yeah. seems younger. I mean... Don't get me wrong, 25 is young, but I just feel like even so, the way that she talks, I mean, I just feel, 
I just, I, there's such a huge gap between them, first of all, and how many people he slept with. <laughs> we don't even know. But second of all, just kind of like just where they are in life, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I, I, but at the same time, I do feel like maybe they have more chemistry than, than the other people that are left, the other two people. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I see that. I mean, just Rachel, because we know Rachel's not there. I, I don't know. It's not that he doesn't have chemistry with Vanessa, because he does. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think's going to happen? If we get it down to the final two with Rachel and Vanessa, what do you think's going to happen? Oh, you mean Raven and Vanessa? Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, I still think he's going to pick Vanessa, and I don't think it... I think it would make more sense almost for him to pick Raven, but I think he's going to pick Vanessa. I feel like he and Raven would have more of a chance of making making it. Yeah, that's a good um, point. But I do think that he's going to pick Vanessa. And I don't think Vanessa, like, now that we know he's doing Dancing with the Stars, I think that's just going to be, uh, like, they're not going to make it. <laughs> I mean, we know that Vanessa at one point did acting. Mm -hmm. So I guess the question is how much does she want that? kind of lifestyle like does she want to move out to LA does she want to try to make it as an actress again or does she really want to stay in Montreal because if she wants to stay in Montreal it's not gonna work no and I think and I think if that's what he ultimately wants to do like he hasn't expressed that to them at any point in any of these conversations no, because I think they don't want them to oh which um Let's just go ahead and talk about this, which is the only real, like, piece of Bachelor news, because we're talking about Dancing with the Stars. Mm -hmm. So Nick is going to be on Dancing with the Stars. And then um, Caitlin tweeted something. Let me see if I can grab it up. Like, um, she basically tweeted that she had wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars. And Mike Fleiss, the producer, said, let me see. He basically wouldn't let her, right? Okay, here's the tweet. She said, uh, okay, so Whitney of um, Crystal's season, yeah. I guess they were actually on Crystal's season together because that's where she came from. Yeah. So Whitney tweets at, for some reason she tweets this at People Magazine. So she says, at People Magazine, why does a bachelorette never get this gig? And then she tagged Bachelor ABC. And then she said, I wanted to see Caitlin Briscoe, I can't speak, Caitlin Bristow shake her tail feather. And Caitlin responded, actually, I was offered it, had the contract, and Mike Fleiss told me I wasn't allowed. Uh, he said that he didn't want people wanting fame after his show. And then she had the little thinking emoji. Um, so that was where I saw it. And then I saw earlier that this chain continued because Mike Fleiss tweeted at her. Yeah. He said, Caitlin Bristow has my total support if she wants to appear in Dancing with the Stars and then hashtag The Bachelor. And she said, thanks, I'll get right on that opportunity two years ago. I wonder what changed your mind. <laughs> uh, I, I, can, I can. It is a question. Yeah. I can hear her. I can hear her saying that. That's funny. Um, I appreciated that. I would much <laughs> rather see her on there than Nick. She would be, she would be funny to watch. And she was a dancer. Yeah, it's like, and, and we sense. And we know from earlier in the season, Nick is not a dancer. And I'm sorry. Why is it okay for Chris to be on there? Why is it okay for all, all of the other bachelors? I think Sean Lowe was on there. I don't know if there has been a bachelorette on there. 
so apparently I saw, uh, and, and came off of this conversation, I saw a tweet that uh, Trista was on there. Okay, well, that was, like, 90 years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was 90 years ago. And she's kind of like, and no one remembers cause, like, you know, <laughs> because, like, you know. Because she was the first Bachelorette. Yeah, she posted something, whatever it was, it was funny. And so. then uh, Caitlin also posted, like, a little screenshot of some top stories for The Bachelor that said, um, basically referring to Mike Fleiss and his uh, historic Bachelor announcement. And then later she made a tweet that said, just had a historical spin class. That's how you use that word, right? <laughs> He's so over overdoes it on that. That's super sassy. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. I need to like I need to start paying more attention to her tweets again. That's funny. Yeah. I like how mad she's getting because turning down dancing with the stars, that's not just turning down publicity, it's turning down money because not only do you get money for being on it, the longer that you're on it, the more money you get. So he cost her professionally, he cost her a lot of money. Yeah. And it's not cool. No. It's just, and it's 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 very much something that seems to be like you're saying against the the bachelorettes versus bachelor. Yeah, yeah like why is it okay for Casuals who, frankly, I kind of I mean they talked a bigger game about him just wanting to go back to Iowa, and he clearly didn't want to go back to Iowa. Yeah. So if, if I he found it more annoying for him than I would for Caitlin, who always has been kind of just like bouncing around doing whatever, you yeah. know. Well, and that's so that's why I was so confused, like, because Mike Fleiss kept tweeting about how he was making a historic announcement, and we tweeted back at him, like, immediately when he tweeted out about the thing with Dance with the Stars. I'm like, can someone please explain how this is historic? You know? Well, I think what he, the historic announcement was Rachel. No, he was posting about it being an, there being another one. Again? Yeah, he started saying again about he had a had historic announcement. And I know time was basically referring to what was coming up with Kimmel with Rachel becoming bachelorette. No, this like, was after. He's, well, then he clearly needs to read a dictionary. Yeah, because he he said, if you're wondering... so ridiculous about the Rachel announcement. Yeah. I mean, it was long overdue for the show, but historic makes it sound a little important, like a little, a little bigger. Yeah. <laughs> well, he so he tweeted, if you're wondering, this was after we had tweeted that towards him. He said, if you're wondering why this announcement was historic, just wait till you see The Bachelor dance. Hashtag The Little Kicks. What? Um, wait, The Little Kicks? That makes it sound like a baby. I know. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Another announcement coming up? I know. Somebody, somebody else having a baby? I don't know. Um, and then he, uh, then he tweets back at um, Trista saying that Ryan is her mirror ball. Like, okay. Because I guess he was, he was like, she was like, I guess you have to have, because like somebody said, um, people were, yeah, because that's what you get if you win Dancing with the Stars. I thought that you were saying Miraval, like Brad (laughs) Angelina's rosé line. (laughs) No. Uh, Maybe, maybe my judgment is a little clouded. I'm drinking, what do you call rosé champagne? Is it just rosé champagne? I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I asked Daniel to buy me rosé, and he brought me back rosé champagne, and I was like, well, I didn't realize it was going to be bubbly, and he said he didn't realize that rosé could never, like, not be bubbly. <laughs> I guess. He thought it was only a sparkling kind. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm very offended by all of this. Uh, how funny. Well, and apparently then 
Mike Flace, sorry, I'm just going through his feed, said he cannot be more excited about this upcoming, upcoming after the final rose, and it says hashtag historic. Well, hopefully that means, okay, okay, what if he picks Rachel and then Rachel dumps him? That would be funny. I would like that. I'm looking for anything that will give me some more excitement in the episodes to come because I'm not feeling it right now. Oh, this! Now I'm reading everybody's responses back to him, and it's it's funny. Are they trash talking him? One person is like, "Is it true about one of the remaining girls having a girlfriend?" I hope that's what this is about. I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah, I love that. Though I need something dramatic. I need like a Jake and Vienna after the final rose. Like I need. Something to actually surprise me. I know. I feel like I feel like we're gonna be let down. On the wings of love. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> well, so next week we're gonna have all kinds of shenanigans. Are we? Well, because next week we get three hours of The Bachelor, so we got. Oh, I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want three hours of The Bachelor in one week, Laura. I love The Bachelor enough to have a Bachelor podcast. I don't want it. <laughs> that's a lot I know it's a lot I two hours this week instead of when we rise or whatever like which is that what it, was it a one hour thing is it coming back another day like I don't understand I thought it was a, yesterday I thought it was a multiple night <laughs> event okay mm. Did it last night did it happen tonight when is it happening I have no idea I, have, I haven't watched TV since I watched The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, I have watched a lot of TV since The Bachelor, but I don't know. I've been focused on packing. That sucks for you, but yeah. I got a giant TV, and it is probably the best thing that has happened to me, and I'm including the birth of my child. <laughs> You're very fancy. Yeah. Very, it's very really, fancy. It's a game changer. <laughs> Well, the upside of us moving out to New Jersey is that we'll be able to take the podca- tape the podcast potentially in the same room, which means, you guys, the audio is going to sound much better. We've been trying. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've been kind of doing the best we can since we had a baby, which I know, like, it may not sound as good as when we're actually taping in the same place, but I hope you can give us an E for effort and just hang in there because we will get better. Yes. Like, the good thing is we're going to be, like, Potentially in neighboring towns, and it'll be much easier for this to all happen. So, very excited about that. Have some champagne and watch The Bachelor with me. Cheers to that. <laughs> Long distance cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so next week, but the next week is going to be not only is it three hours, but it's, it's going to be super disjointed because we have Woman Tell All plus the rest of Fantasy Suites in one night. You know how excited I am about Woman Tell All. I know, but I'm going to have a hard time shifting mentality from, like, one to the, like, that's a lot to put together, you know? Yeah. Um, I can always shift to Women's Hall because it is my favorite part of the season. I know. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm guessing they'll start with the fantasy suites, like, the balance of that, and then go into Women's Hall because... That's what they said, but I, I, I just think it's weird because... When, I mean, because the fantasy suites really is kind of one of the things that you're building up to the whole season, and they're kind of devaluing that by just throwing the last half of it in with Women Tell All. Yeah. Which goes along with them kind of spoiling the fact that Rachel's not going to stay around. I just, I, I just hate everybody right now. Yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know. I, I did, I thought the promo, the promo was interesting, and I, again... Reasons why I think he's going to pick Vanessa. 
um, the promo is like showing friction between the two of them, and I think they're trying to make us think that he's not going to choose her again. Yeah, I see what they're up to. I know. I mean, it is kind of working on me because part of me is like, maybe mm. he will realize that this is a bad idea. Yeah, right? I, because I, I just don't think that Nick, if Nick wanted to really get married and settle down and have a bunch of babies and move to Montreal, I think she would be a great pick. But he doesn't. But I don't believe that that's what he wants. And I don't know that I would say Raven's not serious, but also she's 25. I mean, Vanessa's only 28, but she acts a lot older. Oh, she is? I thought she was I thought she was older than that. Is she, no, Rachel's 31, but I believe Vanessa's 28. But she definitely feels like... An old twenty. I mean, she has a job. She has like family in her town. I mean, I mean, Raven has family in her town too. I just feel like she's much more settled where she is. Yeah, and I think she gives off that that aura about her that she's older, like that she's more serious. Yeah, but not in a boring I, way. You know what I mean? I, I want to say that I don't think Raven is serious because I do think that she is, but she just seems very young. Yeah. Well, and I think- Nick is, Nick is thirty six. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like, I mean, it's, again, not necessarily an age thing, but she seems young in, like, some of her life experiences. and Basically every aspect of the word, like, in emotional maturity, in relationship, like, maturity in that, in that sense, just, I just don't see it. Are you throwing out emotional maturity because Taylor's coming back next week? Um... I don't know if you know this, Lara, but I have my master's from John Hopkins <laughs> Psychology, and I have my private practice. <laughs> well, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> oh, actually, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> but she does seem very emotionally early 20s. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I don't know, 25 is really kind of a turning point where a lot of people at that age, I think, could really have moved past, like, being in college and, you know, being young. And But I, I just I just feel like she seems a young 25. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I guess, so we leave it with basically we don't know where, like, it's like the end of the evening, but we don't see kind of the morning after for no, Raven. Them playing darts and he's like, <laughs> like running her into a dartboard and then they go and they hang out in whatever that little like igloo thing is that they're staying in in Finland mm-hmm. with um, glass on the ceiling and I'm like this is an excellent place for Raven to have her second sexual partner in her entire life right <laughs> good call it's a great call let's do this there were so many reindeers I really want to go to Finland so I will say their product placement was good was very excellent yeah I'm going to go. Do the Northern Lights really look so green? I think they're, they've totally edited that to make it look more pronounced. I mean, I think I think it's pretty cool to see, but I think that's, I think that's not I exactly it what it looks, looks like. baller on my new giant 4K TV. I'm going to brag. Brag about my TV. <laughs> You're too fancy for me. Way okay. too fancy for me. We don't have such a fancy TV at all. We're just doing good this season that we actually have cable so I can watch The Bachelor on TV and not have to watch it through my Xbox where that I'm stealing crazy. access to ABC. Yeah. Just let me have this. I need it. I need it. 
<laughs> okay, fine. You can have this. <laughs> you can have this moment. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, not much else happened this episode. Yeah. We- I mean, and I, I dug into the, the blog posts again, and, and the only thing I saw was basically him revealing who's going home next week, which was annoying. But... There's, they haven't been really good about sharing anything that's too insightful, um, you know, kind of inside scoop, which is annoying. Yeah. Um, I watched Corinne on both Kimmel and on Good Morning America. Um, she's- you know, nothing, I, I, I thought it was going to be amazing. I mean, I saw, I saw her on Ellen, like, the, the week or so before. Um, yeah. So I, I, I thought it was going to be really, really, like, fascinating. And she didn't say anything too earth-shattering. I mean, she just talked about how she didn't regret anything about how she was presented on TV. She was definitely herself, um, you know. I just like hearing from Olivia that Olivia tried to be like, you know, like, I don't want you to feel bad. I don't want you to, like, take it take it to heart. And she's like, no, I'm good. I like this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. I think that what we see is what we get, and she just wants the attention, and she's somebody who really likes attention, unlike Olivia, who I think, Took it a little harder. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when she was talking to Michael Strahan on Good Morning America, you know, she was like, no, I didn't play up anything about myself. She was like, you know, there were other conversations that we had which were more serious in nature. Uh, Those didn't make the show. So, I mean, these were all things that I did. It's all very much a part of who I am, and I don't regret anything I did, basically. I mean, I think who she is is somebody who wants attention, like, period. Yeah, I, you know, she wants to be a model, she wants to be in music videos, she wants this, she wants that. Like, I think she just wants the attention, and she's happy with it, even if it's kind of negative attention. Yeah. I mean, and she said that... She is too good for Chad. Yes. Oh. Because um, she's never been violent with anybody on the show, and she seems, like, happy-go-lucky and not not violent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. She, um... So she mentioned on Kimmel that all the fans have been really nice to her. Um, she was saying that, um, you know, watching it back, I guess, was hard for her um, just because they had, I guess, such a great hometown date, um, as she thought. And, you know, just she thought it was all great. And so she was so shocked when she went home. So, like, I guess seeing that part was really hard for her. And then he started asking her about Raquel, and I think she's, like, super... Uh, protective of Raquel and like I could tell that like her face kind of changed and that's I think the one thing about all of this that's annoyed her is like all the stuff about her nanny but she kind of played it up it was like a cute thing like oh my nanny but maybe she didn't realize how much of that would actually affect Raquel herself yeah I think so yeah because you know he was kind of like he looked like he wanted to kind of joke with her about it and she looked like don't go there yeah she was just kind of like she was like, yeah, you know, Raquel was really happy to see her uh, when she got home. And then she she said her spiel about how they were, you know, she'd been with them for 18 years and it's like family, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. he, she kind of like answered his question politely, but looked like, don't ask me. Don't do it. Like, let's leave Raquel alone. Yeah, so it was funny. Let's stop trying to free Raquel. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's why she had like no sense of humor about that situation at all. It was like. Stop with the GoFundMe. Raquel is a free lady. Like, let it go, you know? That's funny. I love a good GoFundMe. I know. Love- but, um... And yeah. I, hope that, I hope that Raven does, um, some, somehow, some way, even if it's not through GoFundMe, get that Hitachi magic wand. 
and I don't know, just learn about her body. You know? <laughs> oh, Raven. I do feel like she's trying to say this to get back at her ex. I mean, like, how much of it can you put on your ex? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you kind of bear some responsibility for your own life there. Now I have a whole new perspective based on what you were saying about the whole dynamic with her ex and like the backstory. I know. I, I, I think a lot of women think, Oh, it's different with me because he really loves me or he really likes me or, you know, but I just don't respect it. Yeah. I don't think um, maybe she was naive and maybe she learned a lesson here, but she can get off her high horse when it comes to beating people with her stilettos. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, I guess that was kind of this week, right? Yeah, because there was an hour. Nothing happened. Well, we have talked almost as long. Actually, probably as long as the episode. As this episode, but that's fine. I have a lot of feelings. I know. I have a lot of feelings. And I had to actually rewatch it. I went to a Bachelor Watch party, um, again, that Olivia is a special guest. I still don't know. I actually messaged them. Because, you know, I was I was there, and uh, this is my last week in the city, so I was there with a friend of mine, and she and I were chatting, and I actually didn't end up talking to them because we were just talking, and it just didn't happen. Um, but I was looking around, and I, I just never saw anybody, so I was very confused. So I tweeted at Olivia, and I messaged Izzy, and neither of them told me who it was. <laughs> I bet somebody didn't show up. Maybe. because they didn't respond because they are like, no. <laughs> Because on the way out, I saw that, um, and I don't even know what his last name is, but Alex from JoJo season was also uh, one of the hosts for the evening. Was and, he there? Yeah, he was standing out front, but he was like standing What's off. as tiny as that giant chair led us to believe? Yes, yes. He is not a, he is not a tall man. Um, he was. Because you're, like, you're kind of like average height, or I guess above average height for a lady. Yeah. But- how did he make you feel? Did he make you feel tall? I mean, I kind of, I was walking the other direction, and I didn't, I didn't want to walk by him just so I could see how I stood in comparison to him. Come on. But I wanted to know. Um, this is a podcast. You have to do research. You have to ask him how big that chair was. I know, I know. <laughs> well, he was sitting there with, like, a sea of women around him, so I think he was in his happy place. He was, like, an even shorter... Dave Franco without the charisma or the fame. Yeah, he was he was short. I mean, he had he might have had a sea of ladies around him, but they were all shorter ladies that made him, you know, look look they appropriately sized. For the classification for little people. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I, I walked by and was like yeah pretty much and kept walking. So that was. He was there, Izzy was there, Olivia was there, who else we have? Leah was there. Okay, yeah, who else? And, um, so, Lacey was supposed to have been there, Lacey from this season, Camel Girl. Um, but I never saw her, so I don't know if she was there or not. She was at the... Camel, it's fine. Right, she was at the last one that I went to, but she wasn't really talking to anybody. So I, I I never saw her this time to know whether she was being social or not. But so I mean, and it was I had to rewatch the episode though because obviously when you're watching it over the the screens, you know, uh, at a bar, it's kind of hard to hear. So yeah. I had to rewatch. 
But it was funny to hear bits and pieces of this entire episode over this, like, massive, like, loudspeaker or whatever. I can't handle it anymore because I'm elderly. Oh, I was tired. And I know this- you're older than I am, but, like, I still just, I feel like a 90-year-old woman when I go to a bar. I'm I like, is it seat for me? Can I hear the people I'm talking to? Because if not, I just want to go home. Well, this was a weird setup because it was, it's more, I mean, they have a, they have like seating along the bar, but it was actually more restaurant-y than a bar. So they actually seated us back in the restaurant seating. So we had like margaritas and guacamole and tacos. Um, So it it was basically like we were eating at a restaurant with The Bachelor on TV. Yeah. I just kind of want to drink at home. Is that too much to ask? No. That's fine. And I did. I did tonight on a Wednesday. It's been a pretty poppin' Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought I don't have to feed my baby anymore, so I can drink when I want, and I'm just celebrating that. Well, cheers to you. Thank you. I'm gonna cheers myself. <laughs> so I guess we will have lots to report back on maybe next week. I promise we won't have a three-hour podcast. We had an hour-long podcast tonight, but we won't have a three-hour-long yeah. podcast. We promise you that. We don't We don't know what's going to happen next week. We can promise you it will not be a three-hour podcast. We respect your time and our time enough not to do that. Yeah, we just we had a lot to talk about with, like, Mike Fleiss being crazy and, you know, getting excited for Women Tell All and the fact uh, that they've spoiled I, the end of the season. Just have a lot of feelings. I feel like next week we're pretty much just going to gloss over the fantasy suites and skip to the tell-all. Because but, it's going to be delightful, or it better be. If it's not, I'm going to be very disappointed. If it's not, I'll just cry. And they've definitely been, like, trying to slant it that this whole thing with Taylor and Corinne is going to be a, a friction point. I feel like it's going to be a non-issue, but... I yeah, it's going to be, like, 5% of the actual show. I'm really curious. I'm always curious to see what the ladies have to say about now that they've... Like, so Corinne, what she has to say now that she's seen all of the stuff that people were saying about her the entire episode, like, the season. I I always like to see that. I know that Rachel and some of the other girls were actually friendly with her. I think a lot of them were friendlier with her than you might be led to believe from the show. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Rachel seemed very... Like, she would give her hugs, and they they seemed to be friendly. Um, Because, I mean, I really... When you put aside some of the inappropriate behavior, like the bouncy castle and her taking her top off on a group date, um, she wasn't really mean. She was just, like, maybe not very thoughtful. Yeah. And I think it was just kind of her personality was who she was. She just didn't have a lot of emotional maturity, that's all. (laughs) Blame it on that emotional maturity. Emotional maturity problems, but... I guess we'll find out next week. We we will. We will indeed. So I guess we will talk to you next week. Yes, on my favorite episode. Oh, yes. Can't wait. (laughs) Bye. Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share great Bachelor gifts and updates. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you love us, be sure to leave us a rating and a review.